0: Golf podcast presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now, your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys,
1: welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number three hundred and fifty-eight. Uh, we're going to talk today about wrist angle basics, so another fundamental there that we're going to talk about that can, again, we've talked about before, You got if you focus on your fundamentals, that's where your game is going to really improve. So we're going to highlight a few things that we've been working on, a few things that we've learned recently, uh, and always just kind of working them into the practice a little bit. We're also going to give you guys a bunch of updates. Mike, we've got a lot of new stuff we you know, too, man. already. We said we had big plans for twenty. Twenty one, mm-hmm. and we've already got a lot of good stuff that's going to be rolling out. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited about that. Of course, we're going to do our our Twitter tap in in a minute as well. Um, but let's just let's just talk about some of those highlights. What's the big some of the big stuff we've got going?
0: All right, so we're in January. Um, we're in full swing of PGA Tour season now with yep. uh, the boys down in Hawaii. But uh, speaking of that, we have linked up with Michael Breed and his show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, A New Breed of Golf. Frank, you and I, or just you or I, depending on our schedules, will be on the show every Wednesday uh, in the morning. So if you're in a morning drive time and you've got Sirius, or if you just have Sirius on your phone or on your computer, check us out. Yep. We're going to be talking all stuff. Um, what's trending around uh, the news, golf, the golf world, tour, you name it. Had a fun fantasy draft that was today. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. A little snake so we, draft.
1: Little snake draft. We had to pick one guy from, e- as we went through the official World Golf Ranking, picking one guy from each 10, top 10 you know, 11 to 20. 20. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun. So look for that. Uh, It's also, it's great working with um, some of the other personalities and stuff around the game. We, you know, that's one thing we always enjoy. We collaborate whenever we can. Absolutely. Uh, And Michael Breed, he's a a terrific guy. And uh, I'm hoping too, that we can do some instructional content with him, even on camera. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That's one exciting thing. Uh, Also, you know, as far as if you guys, if you listen to this show each week and you haven't had a chance to check it out in video form. Uh, make sure you check out the podcast on YouTube or on Facebook Watch. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, especially <clears throat> excuse me, right now while we're indoors, we're going to be doing a lot more kind of product reviews. And I think when we when we do our product reviews, we're going to gear it towards just stuff that catches our attention. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said from the beginning a lot of the content we create is just stuff that we want to see. So there's been a couple of different products here and there that I think in in different ways have a an interesting thing to add. To the golf space yeah Mm -hmm. so we've got um, some really cool ins like insoles that go into your shoes that actually measure the force applied to the ground uh and i think that that's going to be a fun one we're going to be reviewing that on the channel so if you guys haven't checked that out make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel or on facebook watch because you'll see some of those but i i'm just so excited by the idea in general as we see more of the technology that was previously inaccessible to your everyday golfers, Mm -hmm, becoming more accessible. I mean, we saw it with the ShotScope.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, absolutely. There's so many great products out there that we all could take advantage of that won't break the bank. I love that some of these really expensive things are now becoming even more affordable in in an easier way for us, like the soles that go in the shoes. Can you imagine? I mean, I can even think just
1: a couple of years ago, I couldn't imagine being able to put insoles in your shoes and then that would be giving you immediate feedback of, of the force you know your ground forces yeah, i never. can't imagine that so and then especially now this this particular device we're checking out is like 200 bucks right so to be able to do it and make it affordable it's cool i love that idea that it's making things more accessible to golfers but like you said mike there's a million products out there so for us it's really just going to come down to trying to highlight the ones that we think you know have caught our attention
0: in one yeah, way or another exactly and one of the things that does catch our attention a lot is price Yes. You know, like we always wanted a mobile launch monitor, but didn't want to pony up the 8,000, 10,000, just couldn't right. do it. And then all of a sudden things like Soto come around. It's 400 bucks. Right. It's like, great. Yeah. I mean, in, in a head to head comparison, they're never going to compare no, to your
1: $20,000 devices. Of but if you can get at least enough of that data to be able to work on your game. You know, as an individual golfer, and you're doing it for a minuscule fraction of the price of the big boy stuff. Uh, I, I think it's promising.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's, I'm excited, man, because you know we're very blessed. Every time we get in here, HQ, a lot of people out there, a lot of the vendors, a lot of product developers, they appreciate our reviews, so they send us these products and they come in. And we like you said, we like to highlight the ones that are cool and the ones that we we want to show. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we appreciate that. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be doing a lot of that in the next couple months, uh, but we are going to get on the on the road though. Um, we're going to hit a spot in Jersey in a couple weeks, Frank, called In Rain which is a place near us it's about an hour south in branchburg uh kind of like a z strict i believe you know it's got indoor outdoor almost like top golf again i don't know much about it yeah but they invited us down we're going to go down and have some lunch there maybe do a podcast there and nice. kind of just hang out for the day uh so that's on our list and then well that's always
1: been big for me too i've been saying this we said it with z strict as i with top golf any of these kind of introductory spaces that bring more golfers to the game I'm a big fan of because if you're a brand new fresh golfer, the going to the course and stuff might be a little bit intimidating to you. And it might be one more barrier to getting people to actually out there swinging and playing golf, but where you have these relaxed atmospheres, maybe there's a bar music, little friendly, like games like they have Mm -hmm. now with like top golf and you're hitting targets, whatever it is, it gets people out there. Even somebody who might not have thought they wanted to be exposed to golf, and now they're out there, they're they're doing
0: it, and they realize, wait, this is kind of fun. I, I want to do this more seriously. You don't, you almost don't care if you if you look bad when you're at Top Golf having a drink. Right. Having some food. You don't care if you're a fool. Right. But you do care when you're out on the course. So you're absolutely right. It's a yeah. great place to come, and grow and learn the game. No doubt
1: about it. And then the last thing I want to highlight is we are going to be doing talk about products, uh, the new Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1 X, 2021. going to be releasing we've got we were able to do a little bit of our own testing on that so you guys look for that coming out real soon along with a very big (laughs) giveaway mike
0: it's huge we're going to give away get this a year supply of Titleist golf balls to one lucky person. Yeah, what's that like? Six dozen? It's if you that's go through less, six yeah. dozen
1: golf balls, in a, it's, it's time to yeah. go buy ten. That's ride. quite a few. <laughs> I mean, maybe play a course with a little bit less water at that point. But um, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. So I'm really looking. And forward by the to way,
0: that. guys, this is—I keep stressing this. I don't, I, this is a fitting that n- not many of us go through. We go through driver fittings, we go through club fittings, we'll even go through clothes fittings when we get suits and stuff. But none of us get golf ball fittings. We've gotten it twice now. They're amazing. The yeah. knowledge you get out of what you know, what you learn from hit the golf ball, the golf ball that's appropriate for you, spin, everything like that. Stay tuned. It drops soon. You're going to love it.
1: And it's amazing how much we learned that it wasn't just that the one golf ball was generally the best across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. It really was like clubs. It's that these golf balls are designed that they can fit into a range of different golfers but you can fine-tune your own game by switching from one to the other. So doing that head-to-head comparison, doing it on the Trackman, starting to see what the actual reasoning is Mm -hmm. that you select a ball is interesting. And then what it ends up giving you is what we're all after, is confidence. Because you end up confident, like I am playing the right ball because we went through the test, this showed that I got the trajectory I wanted, this Mm -hmm. whatever,
0: but it's different from golfer to golfer, so it's an important thing to go through. And and the other part about that video is, We got to go to Manchester Lane again. And if you haven't seen this place, it is a playground. A hidden gem yeah, it's so cool. we were in that practice range in the background and we were chipping up some balls up to the green with the new uh, with the new pro v1 pro v1 x and what man some shots we were hitting we were almost hold out a few yeah i cannot wait to put this video out because we we played pretty well that day and it was it was just all around a and fun that day. how epic was that bunker and the bunker with huge. the huge wall yeah yeah, yeah. so cool.
1: we had fun you guys will see that like i said i think the most important thing is make sure you subscribe on youtube uh you can also get the videos on golf or in facebook watch um i want to dive into this week's twitter twitter tap in before we do of course. We want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. The new TSI drivers represent the best of Titleist's peerless pursuit of speed. They continue to invest in the minds, material, and technologies that it takes to push the boundaries of speed while sacrificing nothing when it comes to performance. They they built the new TSI on the breakthrough advances that they had with the TS. The TS surely was a ground breaking line of drivers and now the TSI takes that to the next level it's so much more than just an extension of the franchise it's really an investment in your game it's going to pay off for years to come like I said make that one of your things on your 2021 to-do list is to get out there and try the new TSI drivers and see how they perform for you and a great way to do that is to visit a Titleist Thursday event they're free you'll be on the trackman you'll get the test out not only the clubs with the different shaft combinations for that real dialing in that you hear us talk about so often
0: yeah i mean speaking of that i mean i had a lot of fun putting those what's in the bags together it was yes. fun right yes you know to, to go through our clubs again and go through the specs and just relive all the changes and one of them being the title is tsi both driver and three wood were the two biggest changes we made last year yeah and those are the two clubs we're salivating to like mm-hmm. get out on the course in spring to start using because it's only well, we had them for a month you're right and, and we gains, both we
1: both psh. did highlight them because a lot of questions that came in what was your favorite club mm-hmm. and it was it's in there it's in the mix yep you know you gotta love a good fairway finder that's for sure oh yeah All right, so this week uh, for the Twitter tap-in, and like I said before, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golficity so that you can be part of the Twitter tap-in each week. So this week we asked, what is your favorite par-3 hole you've ever played and why? And of course, bonus points for anybody who posts a picture of that. Mm -hmm. And the first one that comes
0: up, as I see, is you, Mike. Yeah, I had fun with this one because immediately what came to mind, well, my response was based purely on beauty I'd say the sixteenth at Sleepy Hollow, and I put yeah. a picture of the. Uh, Look at that place. The uh, what do they call that? The the thumbprint. Thumbprint. The thumbprint yeah. green.
1: The, we had the benefit of playing it too when the uh, the pin was in the middle. Of that right thumbprint. In the middle. It's difficult when it's not. That's yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I screwed up that hole pretty bad. I don't want to talk about it. But okay,
1: all right. Sorry for bringing up a sore subject. Sore subject. I apologize. Uh, yeah,
0: my round was humming until that hole, but. That's one of the most beautiful holes out there, but based on results, uh, like one of those, like, you know, the one that gives me all the feels all the way around is I'm going to say number seven at Bay Hill. And -hmm. it just has a special meaning to me because that's, you know, I played in the Arnold Palmer Invitational Pro-Am with you on the bag, Frank, and I, I put the ball in a greenside bunker and I was able to have an awesome bunker shot to about three feet with a crowd applause and then tap in for par. It was an awesome up and down and probably like the best par three. Of my life,
1: oh, yeah. I mean that, and that was such an experience. Even being able to caddy and be on the bag for mm-hmm. you that day, mm-hmm. uh, it's something I'll never forget. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. For for me, where was it that we played? Um, which uh, farms was it? Uh, Hamilton Hamilton Farms, mm-hmm. right. And I remember the 17th hole, I remember that the course design, the architecture was so cool that when you looked down from the tee box, you saw the 17th green, but then perfectly framed by the trees behind it. You It continued on the line of sight through the 18th hole, which is gorgeous, to this huge, massive, amazing clubhouse. I just remember standing on that tee box and being just in absolute awe. But um, You beat that hole up, too. I beat that hole. I hit one of my best shots of the season last birdie, year. Right? Uh, a birdie, right? Birdie. Yeah. You know, I, I it was I think it was like about a 170 shot. I think I hit a six iron, uh, just a tiny little fade to it, which helped it stop on the green. Rolled and to it, about. And it was f-
0: no gimme putt though. I mean, you you. It you was better- no
1: gimme, but it was about five feet. Yeah, but still, so it wasn't great a tee shot, neat, terrible great knee knocker. But I was really happy. Played that hole really well. So let's see at some of these.
0: Uh, I like this one right below mine here, though, from Slim Shady 16. Gray Wolf Golf uh, in Panorama, British Columbia. This whole spectacular. I mean, look at this thing. I mean, we were supposed to get out to Whistler. I was on our list in 2020. But, of course, things got moved. And you see just like you're in the mountains when you're out there. Yeah. Aesthetically beautiful. Great hole. It is.
1: Uh, here, <laughs> Randy from Fridays. He says Beverly Hills 1 through 9. Yeah.
0: We have to get out I there. I wrote that. I said, I need to shoot a course vlog there one day. And he said uh, he knows the owner, so we're He good. knows the owner, yeah. yeah.
1: I've always, always enjoyed his content. Yep. You know, a Funny big guy. thing what we like to do is just continue with understanding like, and really embracing the lighter side, the fun side of golf. And I think he does that tremendously yes. well. So definitely have to check that out. Um, James Tierney says, unfortunately no photo, but number seven at Pebble Beach. Yep. There's another bucket list. That's for why we us. don't need
0: a photo. We know we all know what that one looks like.
1: But I'll tell you what, they they let cell phones out there at Pebble. Sure. Right. Yeah. So I mean, come on, what's the excuse? I know. Come on, you're out there. You are you are you playing Pebble Beach too much that you're not taking a picture?
0: It's old news at that point. I,
1: I kid, James, but, yeah, we want to see those pictures.
0: Uh, Curtis Cole, hole 12 at the Watson course at Reunion. Played a charity tournament there a few years ago. Can't wait to get back. I responded, remember that course. Played it with golf holics and Bob Mennery. Love the back. We had some fun that morning, I wrote. We had so much
1: fun. And then every time stepping up to the tee box, Bob's given us some different challenge. I remember the par three, drivers only. Drivers only. I remember trying to hit my driver out of, out of, out the, of the sand, sand yeah, it was which was insane. Um, but yeah, that course, beautiful. Love the rolling mogul you know, type of layout and then all oh, the bunkering.
0: Yep. It's just a gorgeous course. Let's see. Lou Stagner, who was on the show recently, uh, number six at Country Club of Buffalo. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Wow, just, you just can't – got to be – You don't want to miss like that green. You don't. Don't miss <laughs> don't. that
1: green. That's a great one. Like I said, we'll, if you guys want to see some of these pictures, make sure you follow us on Twitter and uh, tune into the Twitter tap and You can use hashtag Twitter tap in to check some of these out. Um, let's see here. A lot of good ones. Whitley
0: Parker, Pasatiempo number three. Alex B at ACD. Uh, B A C D C ACDC bag, quite possibly the 14th at Eagle Vines Country Club in Napa from a few weeks ago. Uh, look at that thing, island green like that, farmland, looks yeah. like uh, wine country.
1: And then here, Brian uh, McNeil says, no photo, but no brainer. Yeah. 17th, 17th at Sawgrass. At Sawgrass. And I, I think I've told the story here before. I, we haven't had a chance to play it. My father played it, and the, the two that he was paired up with, it was a, a um, boyfriend, girlfriend, and uh, he proposed to her on the 17th green. And didn't she go on to par the hole or something? It, the funny thing <laughs> is, talk about nerves of steel. The next hole, he's still so nervous, he puts one in the water on 18. She goes on and pars 18. Uh, of course. He said she was lights out. <laughs> lights out. I love that. I'll tell you what, you put a ring on it yep. When, they're,
0: yep. when they're that good, that's for sure. Frank, look at that. Go scroll back up. Click those clouds. You'll love this one right here. Click that picture of those clouds right there. Look at that. Oh, gorgeous. 16th at Port Royal, Bermuda. Look at that blue Caribbean
1: water. That is one of the things that is no doubt on my bucket list is to play some more Caribbean golf. And I know on our list has been Casa Del Campo. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And, of course, you guys know if we get out there, we're going to shoot a course vlog. Um, All right, too many many. of these to to go through. Uh, So I want to do a quick word from our sponsor. But thank you for everybody who who, uh, every week participates in the Twitter tap, And we really do enjoy seeing your guys' answers and your takes on some of these and, of course, sharing these tremendous photos. So thank you to everybody who uh, was involved in that let's do a quick word from our sponsor and then i want to dive into this wrist angles we're going to talk about wrist angles because you get those right your ball striking is going to improve that's
0: for sure love it all right guys FootJoy, the number one outerwear branding golf i'm wearing a foot joy half sip today actually it's funny some of these things i remember where i wear them frank i okay. wear this at the old course You've got some memory. Some man. memory some right memory. And this was part of my layering strategy because it was cold. It yes. was rainy. We had those black jackets, the hypers over it. Yep. We had the hats, we had the umbrellas. And I remember like removing layers, wearing and gloves, seeing this in all the photos because um, it's just comfortable. I mean, these guys have nailed it when it comes to apparel, they know what they're doing. That's why they are the number one outerwear in brand in golf. And if you haven't seen it, Check out the new Hydro Series line of rain jackets because the next few months we're going to have some shoddy weather, rain, sleet, snow. So the rain jackets include several options that provide the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up at any point this year because a lot of you are playing golf still year-round in different areas, but it's cold. So definitely check them out. New to this lineup is the Hydro Tour rain jacket. Had a lot of fun with this. We did prove that it is waterproof. Mm -hmm. It is a great jacket. It allows you to get through the ball. Uh, It's mobile. You featured in your What's in the Bag too. I did feature that in my What's in the Bag, yeah. and I love that you could, it's so small and compact, you could just roll it up, throw it in the side pocket. Easy. So, easily, easy way to play more golf this year with gear like this, so check it out, gear for any conditions, visit FootJoy dot com slash medp yeah and you know we're going to need
1: it spring golf starts to roll around that's for for sure all right so we want to talk about wrist angles um and this is something it's one of those kind of like hot terms you hear often um but again it also comes down to the idea and understanding behind it that golf like pretty much anything else especially involving movement it really just comes down to physics so i think one of those things that especially as newer golfers get involved in the game you start to think like How am I watching some of these PGA Tour pros who look like they're barely putting a swing on it and they're just booming the ball? Uh, Good example would be Freddie Couples, right? You know, just his tempo and everything. But boom, boom, you know, they call him boom, boom for a reason. Never looked like he was out there gritting his teeth and swinging like, you know, Kyle Berkshire or some of these long drive guys, mm-hmm. which those guys, too. They're doing the same thing, just uh, uh, turned up to 11. But they're getting so much power. And how does it really come down? It comes down to efficiency. They are so darn efficient with the way that they transfer the power. And and I think one thing I want to talk about more on the show in future episode might be using the ground, too. Um, I You know, we talk about. Using these different devices, we're going to feature a couple of them right. on how you do that. I thought about this the other day, and I'm like, "How can I create a visualization in my mind about how much the ground really creates the power in the swing?" And then I thought, "Well, what if I visualize myself floating in space mm-hmm. and tried to take a swing? Okay, it would be a mess. All right. I could feel like I couldn't put any power on it. You would just you would start to just turn. You know what I mean? It would just yeah, wouldn't work. your work. Yeah. Right. You need your you need something." to resist and push against. And the ground is that. It ain't moving. Mm-hmm. So if you can use that power and push against it, that's where it's going to be. But this is similar type of thing. Wrist angles. It's really what it is. It's the hinge that connects your arms and the rest of your body to that club by extension. So if you get those wrist angles correctly, you're going to be able to transfer a lot more power and have cleaner strikes. This is where we talk about holding onto your leg, mm-hmm. Right, I think when we let those wrist angles go, that's when we're letting go of that leg. I saw uh, just, there's a, a couple different accounts that I follow on Instagram. Um, and there was one, actually, we were just on their show a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember who that was?
0: Uh, uh, scratch Golf Tips? Scratch Golf Tips. Yeah.
1: Yes, that's a great Instagram follow, by the way. Um, and he'll just post tips from different people at different times. And I saw a quick drill where this guy put a, a chair... Next to him, and then he was just showing how you keep you keep that as long as possible the lag by laying almost laying the the shaft of the club on the chair and feeling this drag across the chair instead of it breaking down. But this is where that wrist angle again we talk about casting and things like that. So it really comes down to trying to hold that wrist angle. And I think what we'll talk about more in a minute is less about having a focused attention on releasing the club, Mm -hmm. and instead focusing more on keeping your angles and rotating and if you do that naturally that club face is going to come into position so much of a reason why so many golfers ourselves included struggle with consistency is because there's too many things in our swing that rely on timing and one of those things can be releasing and releasing the wrist if you can instead just get yourself in the right i've learned this so much recently mike get yourself in the right position on the backswing Mm -hmm. and then just rotate if you're in the right position it's going to kind of work out for you Right. but it really comes down to getting your fundamentals right and getting in the right positions to start with. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? Yeah, so the first thing, no doubt, like I said, your we talk about your connection to the club. Your hands are what connect you to the club. Your wrists are what's going to create these wrist angles with your hands, connect you to the club. So this is why grip really is so important. So a grip can be something that can be hard to change down the line. It's not impossible, but it can be hard to change. So if you are a newer golfer learning the game, focus a lot of your time and effort on grip, even going and getting a lesson and just having them show you how to grip the club to start with because that can be, once you get that down, you'll find that a lot more things fall in place. And you'll see that some of the um, really some of the greatest golfers of all time, when you hear them talk about their game, or if some of them have written books and things like that. It's amazing how much they talk about grip. I'm thinking about like Ben, ben Hogan, Hogan yeah. you know, an entire chapter on grip because it is that important. But so, although we could do an entire episode on it, just highlight a couple quick things. And we've done some great podcasts recently where we dove more into grip. We even did a whole one on this first thing, grip pressure. Mm-hmm. So you can find out more about that. Also on golfisty.com, we've got a lot of great instruction and a lot more coming. Speaking of M- Michael Breed, working with some of the instructors, on Golf Fizzy, we're going to be working hard on 2021 to get more instruction in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So light grip pressure is is a first thing. Make sure, give a, give a check on your grip pressure, how tightly you're holding the club. If you start to death grip that thing and hold it too tightly, you'll find that your wrists and your arms and really everything starts to not move as fluidly. So best way to learn that light grip pressure, practice it forget full swing for a moment practice it with chipping and pitching and we've said learn your extremes go so loose until you realize you lose control Mm -hmm. right then you realize that's my limit and then just kind of apply a little bit more pressure to the point where you now have control but you've got a loose pressure i think it's the quickest and easiest way to find your grip pressure i like that
0: that seems pretty easy yeah. to do
1: because so many of us we start with like just swing right. taking cuts, but if you start with you know just chipping because you use the same grip chipping I, or full swing.
0: You know I feel like when you get to a range session, you know what 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 do you notice in the first five swings? They're super soft, they're super light. You're not swinging like an animal. Grip pressure is light because you're not warmed up yet. Right. And then as the more warm you get, you start to grip a little harder. You start to swing a little harder. You know the joints are starting to loose up. So I feel like things start to go out the window. I wish I could play my entire round like it's that first swing on the range yeah stay loose that's for sure you know what i mean I, because i feel like when i start to grip that's when now i'm pulling i'm hitting the ball you know too hard that's when everything i'm starting to miss fairways so grip pressure is key who's who's who taught the uh the famous golfer talked about you know you're holding a baby bird in your hand
1: oh yeah yeah who does that quote attributed yeah, to that's yeah a good so question it could be hogan,
0: could be hogan. <laughs> right but it makes sense
1: but and it does and and i think we talked about this in our previous episode on grip pressure i think part of that reason why if you're seeing it as you progress through your round it's because Mental pressure turns into grip pressure. Definitely. Your body gets tighter. You start to hold the club tighter. So if you find that you're, you know, you're doing it okay at some times and not others, check on your ability to to handle pressure and what you're doing in those moments. And we've talked before about a, just a deep breath, a deep cleansing, relaxing breath, and just taking a mental checklist of your body's tension can really help. Especially, I mean, you're aware as a golfer when those pressure situations are. That putt to finally break 90, like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, you just got to become, it's becoming aware, Um, this is my pressure, and then I- just kind of I relaxing if there, yourself
0: if there are any type technology or i mean i could see smart grips now that'll measure your grip pressure <laughs>
1: you know what that's a brilliant idea all right let's do it That's a brilliant idea we're talking <laughs> about smart insoles why would someone not put something you can overlay over your grip and, and just feel measure
0: it? feel but I, I don't know what that would measure but I, I if you were able to measure an amateur golfer's grip throughout a round i'm sure you would see just an incredible inconsistency yeah You know, because you're right, all those variables come into play. Even when you're angry, if you hit a bad shot into the woods, I guarantee your next shot, you're going to have a stronger grip. Right. Because you said that mental game goes out, and you're going to start to transition that into your grip. Someone
1: take that idea and run with it. Please. Please, because I think it's brilliant. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to grip. You'd be able to play with, I think, all the time. But even if you created a training club with a grip that maybe had a Bluetooth connection that had some, some pressure sensors in it, and you could see even just in the different parts of your hands where you're applying too much or too little pressure, and then gave you some feedback... Is brilliant. I'm looking it up. And way. listen, we'll, we'll only take a very small cut. It's very small. Don't worry, guys. But anyway, <laughs> so that's a big one. Another one is just making sure you've got a firm connection, looking at the basics of your grip, interlock, overlap. Really, it's a personal preference. I played with an interlocked grip for a long, long time, and only in the past couple of seasons switched to an overlap. I found that the interlock was actually uh causing more pressure for me and i actually he felt starting to feel like a strain in my pinky doing yeah. it i like the overlap because for me it caused me to be a little bit less um you know strong you know really not uh, again it's
0: so many terms weak and strong grip
1: mean other things Grip pressure
0: was too much. For sure. I mean, I switched from the baseball to the interlocking about six or seven years ago. I'll never forget that change because it was the most awkward thing in the world. I wanted to quit golf. But then I said, no, I'm going to stick with it. I think it was three or four rounds later, it just became automatic.
1: Grip is one of the hardest things to change. Yeah. But, you know, if you are just using that kind of like baseball grip, no interlock or overlap, that's where you may have some issues with that connection to the. So look at that. And the other thing is just making sure that handle lays across the palm. We mm-hmm. really talk mm-hmm. about, and again, this is something that I would encourage you. I think one of the best resources is re- reading. Um, uh, Ben Hogan's book. He he has some great diagrams. He talks about you're really holding that club more in the the fingers than, you know, gripping in the middle of your palms. He shows the different spots where you want to hold it. All those types of things allow that club to move more fluidly. And that's where, again, it's it's almost one of those another contradictory things of golf where you think I'm holding it loose. How do I generate power? Right. But the loose, kind of less firm grip is what actually allows that club to, to use that speed that the body rotation. Generates and just move through and release if it's too tight. It's not gonna happen
0: and hand handle across the palm they, they have certain trainers for that I'm seeing a lot of stuff that will you could buy these things that have certain positions where your fingers go to teach you Where the correct grip is yeah, you know nothing that's gonna give you that that technology we were talking about but those are out There for 10 15 bucks.
1: Yeah, those are great yep. And there's so like I said just google it There's so many great diagrams that just kind of show where mm-hmm. to where to lay the club and you can take a lesson and, uh, you know, talk with your local pro and ask them. can you just check on my grip? Um, so that's a big one. And then once you've got all that, that grip in, in order and you feel comfortable with it, the next thing to really look at is your takeaway, that backswing, um, wow have i learned a lot with this I've been just practicing at home that takeaway because you start to realize just the slightest inconsistencies in your takeaway are all things that your body is going to need to adjust to to get that club face to where it needs to be at impact also the takeaway and the backswing you have so much more control over because it happens so much slower right uh, everything in the downswing and into impact happens in, in the blink of an eye and your body's going to have trouble doing too many adjustments in that so if you can get yourself in a in a, in a concentrated manner up to the right position at the top of the backswing, you're going to find that you're really in a great spot to just turn and let it just happen. Yeah. Let the swing just happen. Um, and one thing, too, is really getting started with the shoulders on your takeaway. Um, a, a lot of people they get started too much with the hands. They start to bring the hands back, and what happens with that? You're already messing with your wrist angles because you're kind of like you're moving your wrists like you know this way. So I think a big thing is focusing on maintaining your angles and then just bringing that back with your your t- rotation. Focusing on your shoulders, and that's that thing we see so many golfers work about: you just hands across the chest and just work like this mm-hmm. and work on that rotation. So by being able to do that, you're you're kind of realizing that you're not doing anything funky with your wrist angles that at some point in that swing, you're going to have to readjust. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's an important one is that kind of that takeaway. And like I said, it's been, I've been working on it a lot. It's a
0: hard thing to practice though, I feel. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is there anything that you can use? I'm a big, I like if there's, if the tool is created for you to practice with it, yeah. how about the impact snap? Would that be something?
1: Yes, that's more so, I think, with the release, because it snaps. Yeah, so that's more like
0: with this with the smash bag. Yeah. But I
1: have seen similarly, I know what you're talking about. The impact snap has that like little thing that comes off and it and attaches to you, like it, it bumps up against your casting. wrist. Yeah. But there are a lot of very simple tools out there that you hold in your hand with your grip, and all they do is give physical feedback of the angle, the proper angle. Right. I think one's called like the tour. 144 or something because that's what the angle was. yes, something like that and then that will just kind of show you a feel where that angle is so there are ones like that but as far as just practicing your takeaway I think a big thing can just be practicing getting started moving with your rotation more than your hands and arms Mm -hmm. and I think a great tool that we all kind of have access to like with your phone or whatever is just to record it Uh, record it in slow motion look at it look at what your takeaway looks like we're also used to just narrowing in and looking at our impact and how that looks at impact position. But if you use that slow motion feature on your phone and just kind of look at what does my takeaway look like and what do I look like, freeze it at the top. What do you look like at yeah. the top? Because mm-hmm. that's the next thing we're going to talk about is just unloading. So once you get to that top point, and really what you're looking for is about a 90 degree, roughly 90 degree. It's going to vary from golfer to golfer. But if you get into a position there where you're about 90 degree, you know with your wrist angles with that club here's where i used to get way too far and here and stuff like that mm-hmm. but just that 90 degree with the wrist angles really at that point like i said it's just a matter of, of unloading that um when you break your wrist angle like when you're coming down to swing and this is that cast when you come like this and you you start to get a much larger angle than 90 degree that's when you lose your power so just Again, it doesn't have to be exactly 90, but think around a 90 degree angle with the wrist and think about keeping that as you start to swing down and through. That really should not change, you know, all that Shouldn't. much, right? <laughs> so, it's more so holding on to your wrist angles that that's the important part. So, a lot of people go wrong, they feel like it, you know, they need to consciously release that angle, and that's where you talk about releasing the club and releasing the wrists, but reality is if you go through a proper rotation and you're in a good angle, it's kind of just going to happen, you know, naturally. So that manual release, that that focused manual release, can be a recipe for disaster because it can bring in those in- inconsistencies. I tell you, this is one thing I never
0: practice, never even think of. You know, we go to the range, we put alignment sticks down to check out our feet, we we shoot our yardage to try to hone in on our distances. I'm not thinking about my wrists at all mm-hmm. when I am practicing. I'll be brutally honest with you. Well, you uh, might not have had a reason to, and I think that's why
1: that it's so important to get a, a, a That's my a struggle. Lesson. Should I have been? Well, I think that's where, I, again, mm. what we try to do generally from week to week is bring your awareness to different fundamentals. Right. It doesn't mean that this is something you're particularly struggling with, but everyone can practice their fundamentals because they're so key. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about every swing is different, right? But every good golfer does a few good fundamentals the same and really well, right. close to the same. Mm-hmm. So this is where you're more aware that if you do have a lesson and they start talking about your wrist angle, you have an awareness of what it is. Ultimately, everyone's there's so many variations in everyone's swing. We can't cover everything here, but it's more so like I said, if you're aware of it and you, you know, you're able to understand, you'll be have a you'll have a more impactful lesson.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, that if makes that sense. makes sense.
1: Yep. But again, getting into that 90 degree and at that point, instead of focusing on, you know, releasing those wrists, if you just focus on keeping your hips turning through that impact and trust that your wrists are going to get into the right position for those, you know, those forces that you create through that rotational swing, you're going to, you're going to end up having a more consistent strike. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, this is also maybe why you haven't thought about it. Or talked about it is because if you do other things, well, you don't need to put too much focus on this. Think about for all we've learned with Kevin Sprecher, so much of it is balanced has has distilled down to two things. Balance and rotation, and rotation right? Ooh. So he's like, if you get into a good balanced spot and you rotate, the rest will happen. Mm-hmm. It'll fall into place. So you won't need to do something like have this focus on releasing your wrists. So that's where I think the more awareness of like, if you're, if you realize I'm, I'm constantly focusing on that, is it that there's something else that's happening in your swing that's causing a symptom that you are then having to remedy by Turning off the autopilot, doing a manual override, and mm-hmm. trying to realize how am I going to release these yeah, wrists. So right. that's, I think, the most important thing. But again, every swing is different. For the specifics on it, talk to your talk to your doctor about. Yeah,
0: yeah talk, <laughs> talk to, to you. You know, yeah, exactly. consult, your consult
1: your doctor before doctor. doing any exercise. So, now, talk to your to whoever you work with. Uh, if you do, or if you're getting lessons from someone, and just tell them, you know, I think I might be struggling with a problem with my wrist angles, and have them double check and, and see. You know, are you are you holding on to them and are you rotating through properly? So, um, but again, just spend that little bit of time understanding first the fundamentals, look at some pictures of where it should be, and then focus on getting your yourself into those key positions, especially with those more controllable parts of the swing, like the backswing, and then watch and see how much of a difference it really makes because you're having to do less of those micro adjustments. Right. All right. So that's everything we have for you guys this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this instructional topic. If you've got something that you want to contribute of your own, something that's worked for you, maybe you've got a drill that's helped you with your wrist angle basics. Maybe you've got a training aid, as we were starting to mention, mention that helped. There can be some very inexpensive, simple ones that really just help you with that proper position. If you've got those, make sure you drop them in the comments or mention them in our Facebook group. Um, If you guys aren't part of our Facebook group already, it's a free group. It's a really fun way for us to interact. You know all the days in between the podcast right. episodes. So we enjoy ha- seeing that there. Otherwise, there's a million other ways to get us on Twitter and everywhere else. We love to hear your takes and some of the things that have worked for you because it might not even be on our radar. Might not be. You're right. So get to the show notes for this week by going to GolfFistly.com episode 358 or, as always, in the Golf the app where you can download for Android and iOS. Um, so make sure you check out the app, and we'll see everybody again next week.